Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everybody, bet you're happy to hear my voice aren't you? Welcome back to Rule the Rouge podcast. It's right, it, it, technically this is series 9, right? But I've been doing this podcast now for I think about 11 years. So the, the podcast platforms have only recently made us start actually separating everything by season. You know, I guess they're trying to keep up with American TV aren't they? A bit more American globalisation there, ruining everything. But... I'm not going to get off on, the, on that on that foot first. Um, please don't stop listening, American listeners. You know you've, you've got me back now, right? It's been a month off. I'm joined today by Mr. Mark Nesbitt. How are you doing, mate? How's it going? Welcome Hello, back. mate. Yeah, really, really good. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it's it's great to be back. What an intro as well. Well, I did. Well, I know. Just you know them out, mate. Perfect. That's brilliant. it. Brand new season, Bosh. new season, new me. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought I'd get you on because it was you that sent me a message about a week or so ago just saying, Oi, you can't. Why haven't you done a podcast mm. in about a month? And I kind mm. of thought, oh. I did want a bit of time off in the summer. I wanted to recharge my batteries a bit. And then I was thinking, like, now pre season tours beginning, it's probably about time, right? Do you think, you know, keep yeah. the people wanting more? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, and, and there's a lot of pods out there as well, mate. You don't want to. Don't want to give up your uh, your your hard fought platform to some of these young whippersnappers. <laughs> fucking, you know, I can say that now because it's it's a it's more than a year that I've been podcasting now, so that's good. It's, it's um, fine. Mate. I know I know I'll always be a cult classic. It's fine. It's all right. I, yes. I, I'm, I, I fall into that little sort of niche, big cult vibe yeah. thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm, I'm never going to be mainstream. I've reconciled that. <laughs> I don't even want that. I don't fucking. I want fucking fighting cock. You go on that fame, sitting there every week talking about wanking and all that. Not for me, mate. Oh Not for God. me. It's more highbrow things going on here. Yes, right, all the yes, you're right. Yep. Equally, none of that XG shite either, right? Extra. I'm not just going to single out fighting cock, right? There's no gimmicks here. All it is is proper blokes or people, anybody who wants Jesus. to, coming and talking about football. You know, um, in in as in as clean. And well produced a fashion as I have started off this series with this series season. Do you say series to, to the Danish right? Season mm. to me is an Americanism that's crept in right. When we're talking about TV, right. people would always say series one, series two, series three, but now it's just become season, right? Seasons fucking summer, autumn, winter, spring. You know, it's not, mm. it's not a number. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I think I think in. Um... Yeah, it's a good question. Now that I'm thinking, I'm, I'm using my, uh, my my hurdy brain power. I think we would say the equivalent of season, but I don't know. And it is a really interesting topic as well. I'm really happy that we're treating your listeners to it. Um, 
on this what is your first episode of the new season well come on you didn't you didn't say at the beginning what what do you call it do you have you yeah. just started a new season is this a new season or is this still at the back end of last season because this is no this season. is new this is this is new i've got new artwork so this, the lot this is your new season know. okay excellent. this is it so cool. this is series season. or season nine um episode one so you know that's it mate Gosh. you're you are as as a massive champagne socialist smashing that bottle of champagne aside the ship mate you know so here we go we're setting sail into the 2023-2024 season it's been you know it's been a, a summer of, of big change Ange Postacoglu is in I didn't do any of these emergency everyone calls it an emergency pod right why is it an emergency when we've got a new manager in it's not an emergency is it like uh, just say you know breaking news pod or something like that emergency grow up um Ange Postacoglu <laughs> is through the door what are you are you liking what you've seen so far Mark there's a lot of hype at the moment right a lot of people are very oh, excited they're all jumping mate. on his first press conference but like oh it's the best press conference I've seen in and I get it we've we've actually had what three four years now of miserable press conferences even Pochettino's last year was miserable press conferences right mm -hmm. so are you, you, you happy you looking forward to this this ride that we're that we're on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm as hype as the next man. Um, I think the um, it like there is there is a ton of hype, but I'm, 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 I'm more excited about the hype than I was. I mean, everyone's hype when Conte came on, like ah, oh, serial winner, mm. like you know, reeling out all his fucking trophies and and all the 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 tales of what former. Uh, players of his instead of him and all that sort of stuff but but um no i'm i'm like i don't know if anything it rings truer with Ange because it's kind of i don't know you believe more of what the man himself is saying because i think he is just himself um a lot more of a, a convincing character than than the two or three or four four former if you count Cellini or, or mason five whatever um like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I think he's saying a lot of the right things. He clearly is a, a clever guy. He's clearly mm. led a, 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 a very, um, you know, a life with a lot of adversity. And and he's, you know, he's he's been in a different, couple of different countries, which I like being a, a, a dirty foreign myself. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like, I'm, mate, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I think there's, I think there is a lot of hype, and I think we've all allowed ourselves to become very very hyped up um and i think that's fine because we deserve after the, the the three years we deserve a little bit of fun and happiness yeah um but he's got a big job now let's not let's be honest he's got a big job big job on his hands and um you know but as long as like he says himself his measure of success is is what the fans think of him so i'm um i'm just hoping that he delivers or at least sets out to deliver something that that we can be excited and proud of and, and feel entertained by and 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 um and like look so far so good players look fucking beaming everyone they're, mm. they're falling over themselves to put to put long instagram reels up of themselves like the good vibes are back know. right yeah it's good isn't it it's nice nice to have nice to have until the football starts but yeah it's nice to have now did you listen to him on the howie game is it, i think it's howie game or howie games um, podcast it's, it seems to be from what I can tell it's he's an Australian sports broadcaster that's got his own podcast there's probably Aussies listening to this being like he's like our Jay Humphreys why the fuck are you listening right. to that but he seemed all right it was it was it was quite decent it was actually Ange on there chatting to this guy 
Um, I believe they'd spoken several years ago when Andrew was in charge of the Australian national team. But he'd actually managed to grab him for a podcast as he'd gotten the Celtic manager's job. Um, or it, no, it might have been after his first season at Celtic. I can't remember. Is it? It was. It was. I listened to it right at the beginning of the summer, and just the way he was kind of telling the anecdote um, of actually getting the Celtic job, because he was he was talking about how he'd you know he'd obviously managed in Australia, he'd managed in Japan, and the dream was to get to Europe. Right, he was desperate to get mm-hmm. over there, and he'd just been passed up by AEK Athens, I believe, and he said he was just kind of talking to his wife, just being like. You know what? Like, I just I think some dreams aren't going to happen, right? You know, we we can have them, and I've just got to take stock of the fact, like, I've got a good life. We're, you know, I've, I'm still a lucky man, right? I'm I'm working in football. This is all good, and maybe just the Europe thing is, it's not going to happen. And then he said that um, his his agent or his manager or whatever it was called him up the next day, and said, "Hey, mate." Um, so Eddie Howe was pulled out of the running to become Celtic manager and they just sort of sent me a tentative kind of inquiry seeing if you want to be their gaffer. And he said, look, man, I'm I'm not making up the fucking numbers for another one of these interviews. I'm not putting myself through that. They don't want... Celtic do not want me as their manager. They just want to say they've interviewed a set amount of people for the role or just sound me out. I, can't, I don't know if I can put myself through this, to be honest. And he said his manager was like, look, come on. This is like the dream. This is Celtic. You know, come on. At least just, just go for the, you know, have a chat to them. Speak to them. You know, you don't you don't know where these things will go. And he said he was like, oh, yeah, go on then. And he approached this kind of interview almost with that in the back of his mind as in like, I'm not going to get this job, so I might as well speak pretty candidly. And he said he had a good long chat with the Celtic hierarchy where he was like, look, this is how I play football. Yep, fine, you know. People might not know me over there, but that doesn't bother me because I will stick to my principles and those principles are all these different things. And then he said he got off the call and was like, cool, done that, nice one. Um, And then he just said that, like, yeah, several hours later, his manager was like, "Uh, so Celtic want you to be their manager? And he, he just was like, he just thought they were taking the piss. And he was, he obviously blew his mind a bit and... He said it. Sounds, it really sounds like you know he's 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 a real like family man. He's a really family oriented man. His 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 wife is almost like his conciliary. You know, like if we talk about it in mafia terms, like she's she's there with him, building his kind of vision, helping him to 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 do it alongside him. You know, um, really kind of acting as like his 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 hype guy in the corner. And then, yeah, he's, you know, he's obviously gone out to Celtic and, and done all that. So in terms of like my initial sort of at the tail end of last year when he was getting linked with us, I was having this kind of trepidation as to whether or not, you know, is he going to make this kind of step up and is it really going to work? But the more and more I hear about it, the more and more I kind of consider, with all due respect to Japanese football, which is, is clearly on the rise, you know, like that you can see from the... If you just take the national team as a kind of sample size, they get better with every single World Cup. It's a, it's a huge sport out there. So I do say with all due respect, but it is, you know, it's a huge step up to go and manage Celtic, right, from any from any Japanese team. It's a huge step up from most clubs in the world to go and manage Celtic. And I think probably, I didn't consider that enough 
when I really thought about it, bringing, oh, it's, it's going to be huge coming to Tottenham. You know, it's 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 massive. I don't know. You know, one one team league in in Scotland. Rangers aren't really all that. Is he gonna is he gonna make the grade at Tottenham? But you know, I think he's somebody who the more I've seen of him and the more I've heard from him. He's going to be he's going to be relishing an opportunity like this, and I I think the thing that excites me most about him coming to Spurs, mate, is that you know you know for a fucking fact, right? If if you listen to any any of the way he was at, when he was in charge of Australia, when he was at um what is it? Is it Melbourne Raw Raw Salona? Isn't it? Yeah. His his team in Australia, Brisbane, I think. Brisbane, Brisbane. okay. Yeah, again, sorry, sorry to any Aussies listening. It are like <laughs> he's just called the Arsenal Hotspur. Do you know what I mean? But, uh, he's uh, God. I should wash my mouth out after him saying that as a joke. Mm. But um, that you know he will be saying to these lot, right? You know, I hear that you are Spursy. I hear that everyone says when have Tottenham last won a trophy. I hear that at music festivals fans of any old club are singing what do you think of Tottenham and he's like we'll fucking show all these lot boys we will fucking show them and I, I just that that is what this club has has always needed right it's what we it's what we always react to well Martin Yell, Maurizio Pochettino mm-hmm. Harry Redknapp those guys that say we are an underdog but we'll fucking own it because we might be a bit of an underdog but we're still a massive club and we're, it's better people underestimate us as opposed to having, like we've had in Conte Mourinho, well, what am I supposed to do with this lot? What am I supposed to This kind of like, oh, let's motivate them by telling them they're shit constantly. It's, it's never going to work, right? We're so perfectly positioned, this club, right? For, for, for somebody to come in and just recognise exactly what we are, which is a, which is a, a team that is a, it's a bit of a prima donna, aren't we? We're a prima donna of a fan base and we're a prima donna of a team, right? When things aren't going our way, our heads drop, and we get fucking downbeat on ourselves. But when we've got somebody that inspires us and we've got that feeling, that bit of kind of like, I'm going to say it, Mark, that bit of magic about something, <laughs> things things can happen at this football club, right? They can do. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I can forgive people for feeling a bit hyped, right? Good. There was yeah. no but there. No, 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 but what? No. Well, fuck. <laughs> I amazing. might get onto yeah, it a bit I, later on. No, I, listen... I no, I agree with all that, and 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 that was all all beautifully beautifully put. Um, I think there's there's there are for 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 a long time we are focusing on uh, not just like the football, we're focusing on like the man in charge, and for what I would class as all the right reasons, you know, like he is this is a guy who talks very positively he's he's very open he's very honest he's 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 tough and he doesn't he's not i think i think a lot of people are like oh you know he's quite not cuddly but like you know he's very open and honest and very very kind and he's not necessarily he's not the arm around the shoulder guy who'll pull you into his office if you've got a bit of a face on you be like oh you okay mate he doesn't do that but he's you know he's extremely professional he's very driven um and and so for, for, I'm just so happy that we've got someone here who we as fans can really align ourselves to because we've we've lacked that for such a long time. Yeah. And like Mason, we certainly could align ourselves with, ourselves with in terms of values and, and and character and personality and those kind of things. But 
he just doesn't really have the pedigree just yet and 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 that's that's absolutely fine because he's like 12 years old so you know no 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 nothing bad about that but i'm i'm i think that's what a lot of people are really really hyped about and what's kind of turning it up a little bit more because the football is one side but if you can also if you you know I, i'm a i'm a spurs fan because i i i you know i align myself to the club and that club is a part of me um it's part of my personality it's part, part, of, part of who i am and I want everything connected to Spurs to to be something that I buy into, and and that hasn't been the the case with the last two managers. Is I haven't felt as full of a, a fan experience as I, I as I as I think and hope that I'm going to um, under Ange, and and yeah, that's like that's scary as well because you're like fuck if you know if this doesn't work, but uh, you know I I think the measure of again. The measure of whether it works or not isn't just like with Conte. His whole shtick was, "I win something. I want to win. I'm only here to win." And then I move on to the next place where I also will win because I want to win, and it's all that drives him. It isn't all that drives Ange. It's it's you know he said himself in a press conference. He's he's, it's not good enough. It's not enough to just want to win. You have to you have to be able to get there and you have to, to 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 know that winning isn't just about being a better footballer than the other person you have to have something else that drives you as well um and 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 we have we have all that with with Ange now and and it's just i don't know it just feels like there's a totally vi- totally different vibe around the club and and certainly you know the uh, the, the 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 content team at Spurs are, are reveling and really producing some high class and you know you're you being in that sector will will be a better judge of this but to me it seems like they've really invested in this and like the quality of the videos coming out that the the level at which stuff is coming out content for us to just you know beat our meat over is 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 impressive there's so much um so so they, they definitely know what they're doing as well um but like i don't really see I don't see a downside to it. Like fuck it, push the boat out. Let's 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 get all in. Jump in, both feet. As Spurs fans, we're 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 quick enough to be doomsayers and be like, yeah, it's gonna fucking everything's gonna be you know pissed up the wall in six months or whatever. Or Levy's gonna not buy that that guy who's gonna be the one guy who would transform our entire club and blah blah blah. But I, I quite like this 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 kind of collective, or it seems collective anyway. Um, kind of spirit amongst the fans that fuck it we're we're, we're all in um I'm, uh, I, I, like i say collective because i think a lot of people a lot of people probably aren't as in but at least they're not fucking spewing their shit all over twitter or at least it's just not on my timeline so um i'm, I'm grateful for that i mean don't um, i feel like even a lot of the purple no judgment on this i'm not getting into this one i feel like a lot of the purple and gold stuff's even dying down at the moment right yeah it might yeah, just be because it's summer and people are just instead of having a beer and enjoying the, you know, enjoying sitting outside for a bit. <laughs> touching grass, I think, is the expression, isn't it, that hey, people are, are using nowadays? Grass. But it's yeah. it's perfect, that, isn't it? Perfect. Um, it's such a such a good thing to say. You need to go and touch some grass. Because yeah. as soon as somebody says it, you're like, yeah, genius. I get it. Actually, yeah, that's a fair yeah, point. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 especially on the on the whole kind of like vibes FC thing that we're building up at the moment. I'm absolutely loving the hero arc of Ndombele and Basuma this summer. Like, they just seem yeah, to be, like, mate. really kind of, like, enjoying themselves. And 
I hope people are enjoying like having. I mean, look, the, the, the Tanga Ndombele is always going to be that nagging presence, right? That he he elicits such a, a a reaction from people. I think really because you can quite clearly see how fucking good he is, right? If he's at it, he's absolutely phenomenal. And it, it what always, I mean. Look, I, I, I'm not here to like shit on individuals or anything. This is something we'll talk about later, actually, in the light of the Delhi Alley interview, because I think it is an important conversation to have. But still, when I think, <laughs> but in light of that, um, mm. with somebody like Lacelso, for example, who I think will likely be a fine footballer elsewhere, but I don't really get the impression he has ever really sort of fancied being at Spurs. I don't think he's ever really liked England. And that is quite mm. a common thing with, you know, quite a few, I would say in particular, kind of like Latin players. It, it just generally, it just doesn't really go for them being here in the mm. cold for nine months of the year and, you know, rain and no sun in the sky, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but I think with Ndombele, people have always realised, right? Because this is what I mean with Lacelso. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. If we lose him, that's a shame. But with Ndombele, like, with each new manager, we're always hoping that they can get a tune out of him because we do see in these in these brief windows that he is he's a magician, isn't he? Like he, I don't know what it is with me and magic today, but he's he is <laughs> he's just a really exciting player, and he feels like such a Tottenham player. And we are, yes, we are doing this rodeo again. We are doing the can somebody get a tune out of Ndombele? But it really does feel like if somebody is going to do that at Tottenham. It's going to be this guy right now, you know? And I understand that he's got very strict demands, right? He has very, very strict demands on pressing upon, you know, output on the pitch um, mm. in a physical sense, in an athletic sense. And that doesn't always chime with the image a lot of people have of Ndombele. But at the same time, and just somebody that does appreciate front foot football somebody that's looking to yeah. exploit yeah. the opposition's defensive weaknesses and dare I say there are I mean we've got James Madison now in our side so there's going to be an interesting kind of comparison between the two of them but until he came along we haven't had a, a lock picker if you like since Christian Eriksen an out and out one again Kulisevsky you could say has has some of those traits but an out and out kind of lock picker somebody that's a uh, an enigma on the pitch, right? Somebody that that provides problems for the opposition. I don't think there's mm. many finer than than Ndombele. Um Are you like? Do you reckon? Is it? Are you in the like a new signing, or are you just kind of treating this all on face value? <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm I'm fully bought in, and I was a big. I've always been a, always been a big. No, um, I've I've often criticised. Ndombele because I, I I think there's there's an unbelievable player in there and and like yeah. that's been gone over on so many pods before uh, the reasons for it what could be the reasons for it and so on and like you say we should be careful pulling you know I guess uh, trying to come to 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 and, and draw judge too much after what you know what we what we heard from Delhi last week so I don't want to sort of necessarily go into like why I think and what I think's wrong with him and all that sort of stuff but there is an un like unimaginable amount of of talent there because and you you just need to watch training videos little clips of him just handling the ball his ball control his his technical ability it's it's 
insane. I've said uh, so it before, mate, can he's, just he's unlock at that. times reminiscent of Zidane, right? It's 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 just crazy. His ceiling is so high. Um, so I really just, I really wish he has a, he eventually gets to play under a manager who, who knows how to get that out of him. Um, and no, no, yeah, absolutely. Ange is, is all action, all entertainment. Um, yes, you need to absolutely break your back for the team as well. So off the ball um, uh, is a very, very important metric, but he wants to have the ball all the time, you know. <laughs> so, so he doesn't think of of not being in possession. He thinks about what he's doing with the, with the ball. Um, I, they, it could be. I mean, I saw a a tweet earlier, a a training friendly where our midfield was Basuma in the, the the sort of six, the pivot, the 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 defensive mid, and then Madison and and Dombele and Kulusevski came to sign up front. And I'm like, can you imagine seeing that and and uh, against a team who who's you know, happy to concede possession and or, or any any team really, and we get that that midfield three, um, and they they you know they they start purring and they start playing together well like that could just be, I mean, un, unbelievable. So much fun, so much especially when so, you so when much you consider they're, they're feeding someone like Kulusevski as well, who will no doubt drop back and kind of be in the mix with them too. Yeah, no, and and you know, Son Kane. I mean, it's it's. I think there is a lot, and we've talked a lot about the squad and stuff like that. That a lot of the the success of the squad. The, don't get me wrong. The cent, like centre back is a is a war crime. That there's there's mm. there's literally there's nothing there. Um, there is still some question marks over our fullbacks and so on. But midfield, um, pretty it looks pretty good. Um, attack and all our forward positions look 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 pretty good. Um, it's only if something happens to Kane that I think we need to go back into that. But um, I think it could be really, really, really exciting, and we we do need some we we need some strength um, in numbers. But if Ange gets and delivers on what he's he's kind of coming out and, and telling us now, some of these players could be like you say new signings. Um, I think there's I think Basuma's a signing like one, Hit, Brian right? Hill could be amazing. But Basuma looks like the big star of preseason. Um, we saw flashes of it last season though. I, I don't think that like it's not Very a massive brief, surprise right? to very brief yeah but then but then you you think back to him at brighton and what an unbelievable of course of course was. yeah no 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 so, I'm, but so what I, i'm saying I think, is I think in terms there's, of there's... through a tottenham prism it, mm. we really are getting the best of him as opposed to somebody that is just getting the oh, appearance yeah. because of injury or whatever yes 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 and 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 look i think i think it's we were i think was it i think conte's pre-season there was still quite a lot of sort of glum faces and like sad like vibes and and you know it felt yeah it was good and it was it was brushed up by by admin but this just feels like all round just good vibes and and i think there's a lot to be said for going into games with with a bit more confidence and kind of believing in believing in yourself and the guy next to you and what the manager says and 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 i th- so much is to be said for that and, and 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 attacking attacking each game with with confidence which we just I think we feel like I feel like we played all of last season without confidence, and 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 it was so bad. Um, so I think just just lifting some of these players out of that that negative mire will will prove um, hugely successful for Ange. And and um, if we can take some of this this preseason, and it, again, it's preseason can't can't put any. And look, we're playing West Ham tomorrow, right? So that could be a total fucking nightmare game. But if it's still like even if it is, I think there's enough in what Ange 
is saying what we're doing as a club in the transfer market, some of the moves we're making behind the scenes. I think there's still enough there um, to, to go confidently into next season. Well, let, let's we're sort of talking about the players that might be like new signings. Let's talk about the actual mm. new signings we've made. Um, yeah. What have you made of the business so far, mate? Because I mean, I've, I've, I've actually, you know, the, the next section is going to be what do we need? But we, I don't even know if that needs to be a section of its own. It's quite clear that we've needed new defenders for mm. two seasons at least now. Are you surprised that we've seemingly kind of, you know, we've spent big on somebody like James Madison. Manor Solomon's obviously coming in as another attacking recruit, but it's different position. But, you know, there's a lot of yep. strong links to somebody like Conor Gallagher at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quite surprised that we haven't, you know, tap sober or van der Ven that we've just not realised that we need to get it done, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about this lack of yeah action on this point but but look look combine that all into one point mate what do you make of the business we've done and what do you feel about kind of what we what we are yet to do yeah i think so overall i'm still i think i think the the i mean if you want to be pedantic poro and kulisevsky were also confirmed in this window but that's just being pedantic if you want to talk the th- <clears throat> talking about the three, the, the Solomon Kulisevsky and, and, and Vicario, I think that's I think all three are, are really really shrewd signings. Um, I don't want that to be the main kind of characterization, but I think that's the one defining factor across all of them. But all three are going to improve the team. I, I have no doubt about that at all. Like Vicario is an, is an incredibly underhyped um, prospect from 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 Italy, and many many Italian football league fans. Um, rate him in, in, in a easily in a top three but behind uh, Mignan and yeah. Anana. And, and um so so you know we've got the on at worst we've got the third best keeper in, in, in Ligue 1 but um but um sorry in Syria but um I looked in some I mean I'm not gonna tell you the stats because you don't like stats but there's, there's a me. lot I, of the I can, really I can, I can tolerate them. So things like shots face, things like <laughs> things like shots saved he rates regularly above both Manyan and, and Onana. Like he's he's a really, really fucking good and that's in a very bad team as well. You know, Milan, um Milan's defense is 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 is, is amazing. Um like we I don't think we quite know yet, but we will we will see it and, and he's gonna blow us away, I'm hundred percent sure um of that. I think Madison is is everyone knows everything there is to know about Madison but to get him for 40 million I think that's excellent business it sounds like what I'm kind of most not most and and I think I'm I'm quite pleased about because I'm boring is that the club and Leicester seem to sit down and go look we don't want this to drag out it for fucking ages so we meaning Leicester want 40 mil for him and Levy's just gone yep great 40 million absolutely fine let's sort out the details and then let's announce it on Monday it it seems like there wasn't we didn't. It didn't seem like we went into it, and Leicester went. We want forty mil, and and Levy sniffed blood and went, "Ooh, they only want forty mil. I'm going to press them a bit because clearly the players want to go. So I'm going to say thirty-five and try and save five. Nah, he's just you know he's paid the forty up front. I think that's that's great. Um, I like. What do you think to the whole thing about Solomon though? Because there's a lot of like people out there going, "Ah, oh, we wouldn't have a. We wouldn't have gone in and and gotten a player like Solomon if he wasn't free. B a lot of people were saying, you know, it's really unfair on Shakhtar to, to 
just essentially take the player off them for free when they pay. I think they paid five million pounds or ten million pounds on that for him. So there's still an outlay, but like there's nothing morally wrong with us going out signing Mano Solomon on a free because of a FIFA. Not even like a FIFA loophole. This isn't a loophole that we took part that that we just took advantage of. FIFA put a law in place whereby players in U- in Ukraine could go and play somewhere else to to protect themselves and their families um, and still play football. And we, for lack of a better term, took advantage of that. But Fulham took advantage of that last season and another club would have come in. Like, I don't know. I think there's a fuck ton of bedwetting going on about it. Um, And and the guy clearly wanted to come to us. And I, I, for one, I'm really excited about it. I think he gives us an excellent um, option off the bench if, if, if Sonny's ever... You know, if, if we're playing against a really defensive team, five, six men behind the ball, and Sonny can't find any space to run into, doesn't matter how much he fucking tries to curve his, his runs uh, or find space in between the lines, because if the lines aren't there because they're they're defending in a straight line, um, there's not much we can do, and Sonny isn't the best option. So then bringing Solomon off the ball, off, off the bench, who's incredibly strong on the ball, very, very, uh, very, very press resistant, um, I think is an excellent, option i think it's brilliant the fact we got him free is, is even better but we needed someone like that like Ange loves playing with wide and and the uh, wide wingers and very very advanced wingers but if you don't have a lot of space to run into like son son doesn't fit that mold son is not a an Ange style winger who, who operates very high up the pitch son needs space to run into and he's elite at that he's one of the best players in the world at finding uh, spotting a space, find, finding it, running into it, receiving the ball, and then finishing. He's an excellent finisher, both feet, but he is not the kind of character and profile that 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 Solomon is. And and so we needed that. What would like an Ange winger, as you put it, more typically be? Mm. So so again, they they're, they're very highly. So when you've got when you haven't got a lot of space to operate in, you need to be really good on the ball. That means you, you're you're less likely. Um, you're likely to be to be closely covered by a defender, so you know a, a fullback um, or a, a midfielder. Um, you need to be strong on the ball. You need to be able to 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 make quick decisions in, in you know very quickly. Quick decisions very quickly. Duh. Um, <laughs> you know a lot of them. A lot of them do. They either run straight to the byline and cut back into the middle, either to a to a to a number number eight slash advanced ten or, or a striker, um, or they. They beat their man and they get a cross in or they get a pass into the middle for some to, for someone to score. They're not they're not necessarily high scoring, um, they're there to create chances. Um, Sonny is more of a finisher. He's more of a wide forward. He finishes chances. Where someone like Solomon or Kulusevski on the other side, Kulusevski isn't isn't an amazing uh, dribbler. He's got good close control. He doesn't necessarily lose the ball that much, but he's not necessarily very fast and, and he doesn't really beat his man he more he creates distance between himself and defender so if you see when you see Kulusevsky face up to a defender he won't necessarily you know do a little trick and a fin and a drop of the shoulder or, or and run past him he'll run to the side or sort of slightly away creating space between himself and the defender and then he'll get the cross in um or he'll just he'll just do a robin he'll just you know cut inside um run into the to the middle of the park and then get a shaft and 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 he scored a few of those not last season season before um solomon is is more of a dribbler you know, he will take a man on he will face them straight up and he's he's tiny he's like five foot 
four, I think he is, or five foot five. Um, but he's got a very low sense of gravity, and he's he's got incredibly co- incredible close control. So, um, and and that when you have a, a low sitting defense is 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 what you need because you need to get past these defenders to then for other players to be able to run into space because of the space you've just created by beating your man. So, um, and that's what we get with with Solomon and like Hill. I love Brian Hill. Uh, I think I've said that before, but he also has that that ability. Um, but that's not how Conte and Mourinho have ever wanted to play. Um, so those those types of players have just not been something that we've used used or utilized for for a long time. Um, so yeah, I think I think and the thing about Solomon as well is his so his recovery percentage is even better than most of our other players. So if when he loses the ball, he recovers it quite quickly. But he's also just got a, quite a low percentage of actually losing the ball. He's quite he's quite press resistant. So. Um, yeah, I think he's just there's a lot of negativity and a lot of people are like, oh, he's you know, he's shit at Fulham. He wasn't shit at Fulham, he just wasn't really given a chance. You know, he scored four goals from hardly any appearances. Um so I, I think he could be a really, really fun player if it if it works out for him at Spurs. I don't know if there's something else going on. There was rumours at Fulham that he was, you know, a bit of a a bit cocky, but he apparently said up front uh, to Marco Silva, this isn't, you know, Fulham was never my preferred position and I don't have any <laughs> intentions of signing for you guys <laughs> permanently afterwards. Um, There's a way so, to ingratiate yourself to the new boss, isn't it? Well, like, you know, yeah. you know, I'm happy, you know, thanks for pulling me out of the war-torn uh, fucking yeah. hell on earth out in Ukraine, but don't think I'm going to stay here. You're not that great. I don't really like you. Uh, yeah, I don't think you said all that, but, you know, um, I, like, there's nothing wrong with him coming on loan and saying, "Thanks for the opportunity, but I'm not, I'm not, I've got no plans of staying here." I'm, I'm using you to keep fit. You're a bit shy. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah, you're a, you're a very big. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In, in saying that, you know, all the kind of like the lol Spursy shit aside... To be fair to the lad, you know, he's snagged himself now a permanent move to, to Tottenham, which is yeah, man. arguably maybe more the level that he should be at. Let's hope so anyway. Because um, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm quietly sort of excited about him. Even if he is just an upgraded sub, you know, Moore has gone and he's come in. Mm. I don't think that hurts at all. We see how big a squad you need as the season goes on, right? And I, I think that's one of the main things for people to remember at this point is that we can kind of... I mean, we've got no fears at the moment about the size of our squad, right, really. We actually absolutely need to get rid of several players. Um, 
but you know we, we we should hopefully be in a good place come the time that we we need um the likes of Manuel Solomon um mm. are you however like all this nice bright positivity mate i mean <laughs> Look, the, the biggest I said I was going to save it towards the end and I, I'm going to do it now like I given the way Ange Postecoglou plays football right we, we, we know this right as we know it's very front foot it's pressing there's lots of forward passing um, our defence is terrible like it's mm. it's all like I, I mean you, I think you're quite diplomatic in saying like, we might have some problems with the fullbacks I, I mean Porro is what the, I mean Emerson Royale, good player especially if it's a back four we're playing. Pedro Porro, let's trust that he can. We've we've signed him permanently, so he's obviously made a good impression and uh, people behind the scenes at the club. He's still very much a rough diamond, right? I mean, Christian Romero, who many would probably consider to be our best centre back, still a bit of a rough diamond, you know. A bit of a, a bit of a bit of a kind of rough player still hasn't managed to really learn how to channel his aggression, shall we say? Hasn't really kind of still got the best decision making going. Um, I mean, Ben Davis to me is still a, is a very solid, very good player. I think Eric Dyer gets a gets an an OTT level of flack. I would say. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I think he's. Uh, brilliant i'm not saying that I, I don't want to see us improve upon him but i think kind of mm. like the let's be honest the the out and out hate he gets is pretty unpleasant um yeah yeah but equally you know i i do think our defense is really very weak and that yep that concerns me a lot um i mean tap sober van der ven are you of the opinion that we need both of them in well, yeah, I, absolutely. I think the problem with that is both of them are very, very high-profile characters, and so you're getting. If we buy both, I'm not even. I was talking to to I think Flav about this the other day. We can act, like if we ship out Sanchez, just his weekly salary alone will will buy us in terms of salary alone will will allow us to have Tapsober and Van Der Ven on on board. Like there there isn't really a financial problem unless spurs make one i.e you know we want some silly sort of deal or we want to we want them both to come on loan with an obligation to buy or whatever that sort of stuff is both tapsoba and van der ven are too high profile young certainly in mickey's it, it, mickey fucking hell not on first name of this guy on van der ven's <laughs> uh in van der ven's case He's, he's 22, you know, Tapsoba's 24. They're still relatively young. They've still got a lot to learn. They will still become much better and they will eventually play for a... I think, I think both will go. If they, if they don't go to Spurs this window, I think at least one of them will go to a bigger club this window. And then in the immediate future, they will go to a club at least of Tottenham stature or bigger. They are they are very, very good, both of them in their own rights. I think if you sign them both, I think it would be excellent. I think it would be a real marker of what this club wants to do. Um they will need rotation. That will be then be the next problem because Romero is nailed on. Um, Tapsoba and Van der Ven are not necessarily going to be wanting to play on the bench. I mean, both I think both players played every single game for their respective teams last year, last season. They're not going to be interested or excited about coming um, 
coming to a club and sitting on the bench. And we don't have European football um, in any capacity. We've only got domestic cup competitions. So um, there's a lot of games, but there isn't anywhere near as many games as if we had European competition. So, uh, yeah, I, I look, as much as I think we need both of them on paper, because I don't think... I think I think Dyer's probably okay for a bench spot, and I love Ben Davies like you do, but... Um, I've, and I, you know, this is going to be left field for you, but I actually rate Tanganga higher than both Davies and 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 Dyer and possibly even Sanchez in in a, in a two at least. Um, I don't hate Tanganga his, at all. I like his. I like he's, his. He's not, you know, his aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's what you need. Aggressivity. What do you say? Um, aggression. Mm. That's probably the word. Aggression it? sounds like he's angry though. He's going to, you know, beat up your mum, but. His aggressive style, I don't know, but um, but look, he's he's got the aggressivity he's got the bed. Just just yeah. Aggressivity doesn't sound right though, does it? No. But yeah, anyway, he's got the characteristics in a, to, to play in a two. He's uh, he's very mobile. He's quick. He's fast. He's strong. Um, he is a really really good one on one defender. I think he just always struggled with the three at the back. Um, and he's not a right back, so um, he's a centre back. Uh, anyway, I forgot what you asked me, and then I just went off on a fucking rant. But no, I agree. the the this, the defense is is really going to be, uh, and it was it. What worries me a little bit is we all knew, and the club definitely knew that going into this window, centre back was the the absolute priority because yeah. it was the the area of the pitch where we need the most support. And that needed the most surgery. We've got a lot of deadwood there. I mean, we haven't even spoken about your your Rodons yet. Um, so it's a little bit disappointing that we've gone, we've managed to get ourselves in a position where we've gone on preseason without our new. I mean, we haven't even signed. We haven't even signed Longley back on like we, we. There was rumors we could get him on a free or max. I think ten million euros, which is just a fucking snip. I think for a player Longley's statue i thought that was a, a no-brainer but we haven't even done that so i'm a little bit worried about it um and we need i mean we minimum need if, if we don't get one of the two in there, there should be riots and marches with fucking torches up and down the high road um i i will absolutely um i support that um and and it could, it could be either i'd be very happy with either but if we get both that's like that's excellent but maybe i would be a little bit worried about how Ange would manage that that squad and, and them three they, they would need to be rotated quite a bit let's uh look you know this, um, this will be an ongoing i'm not going to waste all my content for the next month coming up mate this is going to be you mm-hmm. know an ongoing theme tottenham need to sign some defenders ad infinitum um delhi alley the other day everybody's seen the interview um Took me massively by surprise. I guess the nature of a lot of what he was saying, it didn't. I don't think it mm. should have taken anybody by surprise that Deli Ali was, or at least potentially was, struggling mentally. Um, how did it make you feel, mate, seeing that? Because it was it was tough, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, it was. It was really tough. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I was on a train to London when it when it when it came out, um, and I watched half of it, um, and then had to go off at Euston. So, um, 
but that's probably not a bad thing because I, 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 like, I was absolutely welling up at parts of that like, when he was talking yeah. about, you know, his family and, and he himself. Like, it feels, you know, you identify, like I said before, as a fan, you identify with the club, but you identify especially with the players because, you know, they're humans. Um, and Delhi was always such a massive, massive favourite of, of all of us. Um, I don't know a single fan that didn't love Delhi Ali. So to see him sitting there going through all of that and talking about it and, and so so early after, so soon after he's only just come out of rehab and, and receiving treatment for all these horrible um things, it, it was yeah, it really it really cut deep and, and you know, everyone has something like not not maybe not even trauma, but things from their childhood or things that they're like sad about or that made big impressions in their life early on and 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 we're all we're all kind of affected by those things and and so there was a lot you know everyone can can relate to to what he was going through in some degree but then to go through it and in through the prism that he's he, he went through it you know of, of this incredible fame and and, and meteoric rise and and you know, on the scene in, in England and, and, and beyond um, and not being able to to kind of process it and treat treat it properly um, must have just been so hard and, and the fact it, it took so long for him to, to get treatment for it, it's just heartbreaking and, and I'm just, I'm like, I'm just so happy and so proud is not the right word but I guess proud for him, not proud of him, I'm not trying to be like pat him on the head or whatever but just it, it would have taken so much and the fact he's even coming on tv to, to to talk about it is it's just so so impressive um and he will have helped so many people doing that um and and you know i don't know i, th I think i think i think that on one hand and then on the other hand i th i th uh, you know i genuinely want to i don't know i don't know i don't know how you can sit and be part of the media that 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 you know creative so many of these things i mean there was there, there was apparently journalists calling his agent saying we're gonna we're gonna put this story out next week um so it's up to you whether you want to you want to leak it first or, or come out first and say it. and i just Makes so I, I was i was i was both yeah i was both really sad for him and and not again i don't want to like it doesn't matter but i was i was um I was also really like happy for him that he was he was going through it and he looked he just he looked well you know like I thought he looked well better than I've seen him for a long time um but then on the other hand I was just I was I was pretty disappointed that that's how scummy the media really is but I don't know why I'm surprised about that I think because um, I mean well yeah you had Simon Jordan not long afterwards as well doing that kind of nudge nudge wink wink isn't it funny how now he's not very good anymore he's suddenly got these mental health issues and you think mm. come on man like really is that did you watch it did you see some of the things he was saying you know like do you think yeah. Yeah. you know any anybody anybody let alone a 20 something in the public eye knows that millions of people are going to be watching it wants to claim that they've had these awful things happen to them like mm. just have have a bit of humanity you know um yeah. and I, I guess this leads me to a point that i, I touched on earlier when sort of singling out lo celso um 
And I appreciate there's no easy answer or maybe no answer at all on this type of thing. But do you think after watching something like the, the that that Delhi interview, and it's not the first time we've seen footballers talk about their mental health. You know, obviously Aaron Lennon's had his own kind of mm-hmm. issues that as far as I'm aware, he's never really come out and spoken about in that way, but we've heard things drip feed through here and there. But when we when we kind of consider like our role as fans, because we're never going to be able to control the media, right? We can mm. shout about the Sun and the Daily Mail all we want on Twitter and talk about them being disgusting, yep. but yep. disgusting it, it, they are, and they will continue to be as long as they get clicks. You know, it's nothing new. We know yeah, as long as people fall for it, right? and buy it. Yep. It's, it's, Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, This is what it is. But do you think as fans, like, what's what's our role in all of this, mate? Because look, do we do we after a game? Should we start considering before we go? You know, you we watch a fucking you know five games into the season and we've still got Dav Sanchez and Eric Dyer at the back. We didn't sign anybody this <laughs> summer and we lose again yeah. and one of those two makes an error and you just was like fucking those two are so fucking useless on Twitter. But yeah. should we be doing that, mate? Like, or you know, do we have a right as fans to criticize them as players as footballers? Mm. Or do we need to now be in this place where we where we consider how and why we talk about people? Because do you know what I mean? It, it, we don't know what's going on yeah. in anybody's life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Look, I was I was at Morecambe when Ndombele got booed off the pitch, and I did a podcast not long after. I was like, yeah, it's the only fucking time I ever booed someone. The cunt like slow walked off the pitch, but like you just you just don't know what's going on with that player I mean imagine there's so many different scenarios right but even in a perfect world if you've if 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 you've not had major trauma as, as a child like Delhi had and you come through the system and you make it onto the absolute because regardless of what people think about Ndombele and Delhi Ali currently and all that sort of stuff and their football abilities they are still elite players at the very yeah. very highest level like and no fat middle-aged white guy in his mum's front room can tell me that that they are not elite footballers that's, that's just a fact. all right mom i moved out of my mum's house years ago all right that, is, that, is you. that was a that was a dig at callum actually but it's fine <laughs> um hopefully he listens to this. now that being said imagine going through all that going through the system and all that sort of stuff and then you get to a place where you're playing you know in a country that you maybe don't you don't love the climate and you don't really like the food and you don't like maybe like the, the place you live and and there's a new manager that's come in who's not the manager that signed you totally doesn't buy into you totally doesn't doesn't even like you as a person doesn't talk to you um you don't really have that many friends because maybe you don't really you haven't and and this is you haven't maybe learned a second language <gasps> wow English fans take note here. Um, like <laughs> you might not be that in that good a mental place at the moment. So and that has an effect on everything. Now, for them to, to for, for forty thousand people to be booing you all of a sudden, like that's gotta be another kick um in the balls. And that that's just not I don't know, I can't imagine even going going through that. So so yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think we as fans need to be I don't know, I think I think the the, the stuff with Delhi, I think, just puts it into into context again. But but it shouldn't be. How how are people? I don't know. Flip it around. If fans need something like Delhi to happen for them to realise that booing and shouting and at you know atting people on Twitter and going you're a fucking donkey and fuck off and you're shit and 
like how do they not already know i'd be you know it's scary to think that people don't already think that that's bad and that's that's very poor behavior um because these players are you know they are human beings they don't this is their job this is how they pay for their families having a roof over their heads and food on the table um i don't know i just i always i've always thought booing is is disgusting and should just just stop completely um i think this abuse both in the ground and outside needs to be really really tempered it, you, you know fine we all stand there and shout you fucking donkey and things like that but there's that and then there's you know following people up to, over to the bus and shouting at them there or uh you know attacking them on social media and, and all that sort of stuff i don't know i just people need to just be more mindful of their own actions and i'm 40 years old so it's easy enough for me to sit here i, I was a horrible cunt when i was well pretty much from my teens to my <laughs> my late 20s probably so um i don't know i just i, I don't think it's a bad reminder to get to for us to just think about the fact that these guys are, are people as well but i think it's it just needs to be at the forefront of our mind um, i think like i mean if, if, there's always going to be a gray area when people are talking about performance levels and everything like that right mm. what's not a gray area is the reception that the eric dyer documentary got that the, the the official account put out and pretty much anything about eric dyer at the moment the mm. way it is responded to is it's quite frankly disgraceful, you know. It's it, this is a guy who <laughs> is quite clearly a good guy, right? And people can say all they want about, oh, I, well, we don't we don't pay for somebody to be a good guy, do we? But so fucking what, right? I'd rather have him than Thomas fucking Partey in my team. So you know, mm, yeah, absolutely. Less we say about that, the fucking better. But um, yeah, it was just it was it was heartening. It's nice to know that Delhi's a. a let's be real, a good club like Everton where he is going to be looked after as well. Um, by the sounds of things, Sean Dyche is really putting an arm around him and we can only hope that he can get some way towards the kind of level he was at previously, right? Which, you know, remains to be seen if that will happen, but, you know, all the best to the lad because he's he, he's a player that brought... I mean, it doesn't matter if, he's, if he was a great player or not, you know, no nobody should have to go through this, but... Just mm. on that point, I think like it really does serve as a reminder, seeing his highlights and stuff, like just quite how special a player Deli Ali was, you know. Um, and so, if you can get back there, then then good luck to him. Um, let's. I'll tell you what. Let's let's end this first uh, this first pod on on the Harry Kane question, Mark, because mm. I think this is. Something that's not going to go away. Let, let, let me ask you up front. In your kind of heart and hearts, the feeling in your waters, however you want to put it, do you think he'll go this summer? It's uh, man, I, I I honestly keep changing my mind um, week on, like week in week out. So before the PSG rumors, I didn't think Bayern would 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 put enough cash on the table. Um, so I was pretty convinced that he would see his contract out and then find a, a club um, of his own next year. Um, it does. It sounds like PSG are now kind of in there for him, which is, I don't know. I, I don't really understand because it sounds like they just signed Dusan Lovic as well. But um, I don't know. I th I th honestly, I'm 50-50. I think it depends on PSG now. I think that's that's the that's the X factor. Either pushing up Bayern's bid to something which is more 
stomachable for for Levy, um, or themselves fielding a, a massive bid that will that will get him out. Um, I don't think. I don't think there's much chance anymore that he signs an extension. I think it is a case of time, um, either this window or next. And, and yeah, I'm 50-50 on, on whether it will be this window, mate, um, if I'm honest with you. Um, like I said, I think PSG is, is kind of thrown a little bit. Have you, what do you has think? it annoyed you at all, kind of the, the conduct of Bayern, how they've, how they've acted with this? One? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't know why we're like, we do it to other Why are we clubs? surprised? Bayern, well, we do it to other clubs for sure, but Bayern, this is how Bayern operate in Germany. You know, they have, like Bayern are, you know, you talk about, we talked about Celtic before and, and, and one of the reasons why Celtic are such a massive club is because the fans there expect success. They expect to win the league. Nothing less is, is acceptable. It's the same with, with, uh, with Bayern fans in Germany. They expect to win the league and they expect to be, far far better anything else than superiority is failure um and the board are the same and the board then use that as a uh, as their reasoning for just being absolute dicks all over germany and just totally treating every other bundesliga club as if they can just take their best player whenever they want to that's uli hunas's frame of mind that's how he works so i'm i'm not massively surprised that they've been absolute dicks about it um, but it is, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Like they're getting us, they're getting rinsed on socials and, and their fans are still trying. I had a fucking, I mean, I have like seven followers, but I had a fan, a Bayern fan in my mentions, um, <laughs> like trying to give me shit about Kane and why Kane wasn't in the, the mural that, um, they put up on a wall out in, out in, uh, Australia. Like, their fans are used to it. It's, it's part of that club. They're just bullies. Um, so I'm not surprised they've tried. I'm, I think, if anything, Levy hasn't been speaking directly and solely to, to Hoeners. Um, so there are other players that he, or other directors that he might sell to. Um, but if anything, I mean, if he sees things he, he doesn't like, he's not going to sell to those guys. Fuck him. I think all, all, all of a sudden, it'll be 20 million more. Mm. The, the main thing for me that feels a bit different is the fact that we're hearing that Levy's even sitting down with them right at the moment. Mm. It, it feels, yeah. it does feel like there's a, there's a different flavor in the air. I, I dare say, look, I think painful as it is for us to imagine Harry Kane going, I think there's a fair bit of copium from a lot of Tottenham fans when they're kind of saying, oh, it's not really a step up going to buy him. Why would you go there? Come on guys. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> let's, let's be <laughs> real like... about this. So I, I get yeah. it that the Bundesliga might not be, on paper as attractive as like the Premier League but what you're telling me mm. going out and scoring fucking four goals on the weekend in 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 front of that Bayern crowd with that fucking seven nation army tune blasting out and mm. you know going on a mad run in the Champions League again like, yeah come on man like, Be, being surrounded by absolute world-class players in yeah. every single position like and that's the thing I think we're not Spurs fans we're not I'm not really ready yet, but I'm going to do it. And that's one of the joys of podcasting is you can somehow, I don't know, I'm sometimes able to talk about things on here that I'm not able to, to really look at myself. I can be a bit more objective is what I'm trying to say if yeah. I can get my hurdy-gurdy words out. But if you're Kane and, and you're looking at a squad like, I'm going to be so unpopular for this, but if you're looking at a squad like Bayern Munich, you're going, fuck me, look at who the, you know, 
oh, there's Jamal Musiala there. Like, you know, they've, if they've just got all these amazing players in every position, their bench is, I mean, fuck me, they could, they could field a second 11 and that would still be as strong as our first team. Like, they've got unbelievable players and unbelievable, uh, what's it called, uh, ability to strengthen further. Yeah. Not necessarily only in terms of money. They don't really spend tons of money, but just from stature and club and his uh, stature of the club and history and so on and so forth. Network. Um, like, I don't know. You want to be part of, of something like that if you're Harry Kane. Um, we can give him all those things eventually at Spurs because we're building something and, and, and so on. And, and you have he has the connection to the club and all those other intangibles. But like it's just another level up in terms of 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 the playing squad and and i think that's that's probably one thing that's also exciting to him um yeah we've got good players don't get me wrong son is world class he's elite but we've just sat here and gone we have one good defender <laughs> so yeah. yeah you know i think it's i don't know if it is if it is time i'm happy uh to see him go abroad than I, it was just it was the thought yeah. The, th- the thought of seeing him even pull on a Man, Man United shirt, right, is is grotesque to me. Um, mm. Man City, I'm, I'm not really asked about because and I'm not just trying to be edgy with this. I just, they don't bother me. You know, seeing them win the mm. treble last year, I was happy they stopped Arsenal winning it. The rest of it, yep. it's pretty numb to. It, it didn't feel like an achievement. didn't feel like, you know, whatever. But seeing him go to United, seeing him go to fucking Chelsea, God forbid. Um that type of thing is not Newcastle, you know. No thanks. Go to Bayern, go and smash up the Bundesliga, win a couple of trophies, maybe even win a Champions League. You know, it's not mm. if for all this kind of like, oh, what's he going to do at Bayern that he can't do at Tottenham? Who's more likely to win a Champions League, lads? Come on, you know, like yeah. it, it. You just got to uh, yeah. sort of get real on this type of thing a bit, you know. I, I totally agree. I think it's I think it's insane to to for people and like you say, it's just it's people just mainlining copium straight into their neck arteries if you if you're doing that that kind of stuff. I mean, they, they, we finished eighth in the Premier League last season. Like, get fucking get real. But yeah, like I, I don't know. I I I I feel I'd feel much much less. Look, none of us want to lose Harry Kane, but I'd feel less bad about him going to Bayern. I'd feel less bad about him going to PSG. Um, I don't give a shit that Tom Thomas Tuchel's at PSG and he's ex Chelsea and blah blah blah. Like fuck it, whatever. Um, but I yeah, I, I about I, that. I couldn't give less of a fuck. Like, you know I mean? No, exactly. I'm like, but I've seen people go, like, oh, he's ex Chelsea. You couldn't go there with our history. Which I'm like, Thomas Tuchel don't give a fuck about Chelsea right now. But anyway, so um, yeah, I'd be fine. if he goes to Europe, it's 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 that's the perfect outcome for us. Um, uh, if you're talking about clubs themselves, um, I think you are. You looking forward to the game against West Ham, mate? You're going to be watching it. Uh, I'll try and watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, man. I'm. I'm. I'm on. I'm on the uh, the preseason train. Um, you always try not to get too excited because it is just fucking preseason. But you, you know, you can't help not. I don't think we don't want to um, lose to those. Yeah, I'm definitely watch it. Dear, mate. You don't want to lose to those. Fuck you, bin dippers. Don't want to lose to all that. that. I know. I've got. I've got. Uh, I actually know more West Ham fans in my office than, than Spurs fans. So 
Yeah, oh, I will. I, I will stick it on the office. Insufferable at times, right? They're quite. I've got my my, my two of the, uh, the the leadership team. Two other directors are, are both West Ham. So I'm um, I'm trying to get my boss to be. He's he's an adopted Spurs fan though. His kids are Spurs fan. He's from Austria. So um, yeah, I've, I've kind of got got one over him there. So are you gonna watch <laughs> it? Are you excited? I'm, I'm, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Something on in the background. I'm, <laughs> right now, I, I've, I, I think the novelty of pre-season friendlies like wore off when I was about twenty-five. Don't oh, uh, don't. So after don't that, do that. It, it was after the David Bentley, the three what was it Roma? We beat three 0 and David Bentley had an absolute stormer, and it was all looking rosy for the season. Then that ended up being the two points to make game season, didn't it? I think so. Mm, so, you know. <laughs> Go back to go back to playing Leighton Orient away. We don't need to do all these foreign tours, mate, right? None of this luck. None of this luck. Stay here. We'll do Blackpool away so all the lads can have a good time on the pleasure beach. And, uh, yeah, fuck off home after you just, that. You just don't like foreigners. That's what the problem with you is. Nah, so, typical English. Very English behaviour over here. Yeah, I, know. That's why I, I mean, I did say, have you... It was an exercise you have, Yeah, you got me. me on to... Yeah, that's numbers. Have you, have you ever been to Australia? Have you flown out there? I have been to Australia. It's, yeah, it, it, it is fucking far to be honest. Well I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's like if I'm sat there as a as a as a owner of a sports team and I'm going, what's best going to prepare me? I don't know if a 24 hour flight is is, a, is is should be deemed as good preparation. You need, you need a fucking week to 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 recover after traveling to Australia. It's mad. You're starting to sound a bit purple and gold, Mark. You're starting to sound a bit Levy out. Not one brick cool. purple and gold until Tottenham sold, right? I'm gonna find my uh, enough is enough meme and polish it off. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.